Time for the first half of your evening news here on KCIM. This is Abby Ward reporting. Loring Hospital in Sac City received a direct loan from USDA to assist with the construction of an addition. Loring Hospital was one of the five loans selected from the USDA to promote and support public works infrastructure. CEO Matt Johnson says Loring Hospital is excited to hopefully be breaking ground in the spring for the expanded medical arts building to be able to offer the Sac City and surrounding communities the commitment to quality of care. Our reinvestment to keeping health care local that's why I work where I work in, in the rural space, keeping access where it needs to be and that's at the local area. That tells the community that we're not going anywhere and that we're reinvesting in it, high quality. The project will construct an additional 9,400 square feet of space to be utilized for a primary care clinic, renovations and expansions to the emergency room department, pharmacy and laboratory, along with a consultation center and a specialty clinic pods for an infusion center, therapy, cardiac and pulmonary rehabilitation services. Johnson says the hospital addition will support the community in more ways than just providing direct health care. We're also expanding a portion to allow for some conference rooms and that will be open to the public as well. So that creates another opportunity for local events to be held here at the hospital and continue to market ourselves and what we do for the community. Two other local communities have received USDA grants to aid in projects. Green County Development Corporation received a $95,703 grant to assist with training and planning assistance to develop Nueva Vida and Green County, a resource to build local workforce and promote multicultural community in Green County. This project will push for economic development and create six new jobs for the area. The city of Exira will also receive a $28,900 grant to replace the roof of the city's fire station. By providing a reliable roof, important emergency service vehicles and equipment will be protected and assist the volunteer fire department serve the safety needs of rural Audubon County. The Catholic Charities of the Diocese of Sioux City invites residents of Carroll and the surrounding communities to register for an upcoming suicide group in Carroll. The program begins on Tuesday, February 20th, with a total of six meetings held every Tuesday through March 26th at their office at 409 West 7th Street. The group is open to individuals aged 18 and older who have lost a family member or friend to suicide more than 30 days ago. Tina Zanders, licensed mental social worker, will lead the sessions, emphasizing the importance of finding hope and support amid the challenges of grief and loss. Meetings will be held between 5.15 and 6.45 p.m. Space is limited, and those interested in joining the suicide support group or seeking guidance from the therapist can contact 712-792-9597 or email info at com. Catholic Charities of the Diocese of Sioux City offers services to people of all faiths and backgrounds, and participants do not need to be members of a local parish to participate. With tax season closely approaching, the Iowa Department of Natural Resources wants to remind taxpayers of the opportunity to donate to the Fish and Wildlife Fund on their state tax form. Commonly referred to as the chickadee checkoff, the donations from Iowa taxpayers have declined from previous years, totaling in a little under $147,000 for this year, resulting in an $8,000 decrease from the previous year. 
The number of donors has also declined by 50% over the last 20 years, and only about 0.4% of the Iowa taxpayers make any donations to the program. The contributions assist in funding non-game wildlife by improving habitat, restoring wildlife, creating learning opportunities for citizens, and more. The Chickadee Checkoff is one of the only funding sources for Iowa DNR's Wildlife Diversity Program, which makes the decrease in donors have such an impact. Stephanie Shepard, a wildlife biologist with the program, says if every Iowa taxpayer donated just $1, it would mean $1.6 million for wildlife and nature conservation. Those interested in donating can simply write the donation amount next to fish slash wildlife on line 21 of their... 1040 form or to let their tax preparer know they are wanting to contribute this new this year in case of hopeful donors miswriting their donation on the tax form donations can be made online and the link has been included with the story on our website and that has been your first half of your evening news here on kcim we'll be back for more after these messages Trust Lens Insurance and Grinnell Mutual to offer you affordable insurance options. Like everything else, insurance costs are increasing, but we have options that don't break the bank. We'll protect your future and your wallet with specialized, affordable coverage. We'll make sure you're covered so you can trust in tomorrow. Contact Lens Insurance, your local Grinnell Mutual agent, at 792-1700. Or find us online at lensre.com. If you have money sitting in a regular savings or checking account, I can show you how you could be getting higher interest. Hi, this is Chris Dirks, personal banker with Iowa Savings Bank. At ISB, we have incredible CD rates that are fixed. Contact me, Chris Dirks, at Iowa Savings Bank to find out what CD specials we have to offer you and start earning money on your deposit today. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Account conditions and qualifications apply. All loans are subject to ISB loan policies and regulatory requirements. This is Abby Ward with the second half of your evening news here on KCIM. But first, let's take a look at a quick weather forecast and some weather facts. So tonight we're looking at a slight chance of rain or freezing rain before 7 p.m. Then again of after 5 a.m. Widespread dense freezing fog before 2 a.m. And then again after 3 a.m. Uh, low around 31 Wednesday, a slight chance of rain or freezing rain before 9 a.m., then again a chance of rain between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m., widespread dense fog mainly before 10 a.m., and then widespread freezing fog before 9 a.m., otherwise cloudy with a high near 35. Uh, Wednesday, a 40% chance of rain mainly after 9 p.m., widespread fog mainly after 8 p.m. and 10 p.m., otherwise cloudy with a low around 31. And some weather facts for you today. Uh, yesterday's high was at 32 degree, degrees set sometime in the afternoon. And yesterday's low was 25 degrees set at 7 a.m. Sunrise tomorrow will be at 7.40 a.m. And the record high was set back in 1981 at 57 degrees, while the record low was set back in 1963 at negative 21. Now let's take a look at your evening news. The Carroll City Council approved a professional service agreement with JEO Consulting Group Incorporated for a $5.5 million project to improve stormwater drainage along Southgate Road during last night's meeting. The issue first came to the city's attention after several residents complained of standing water in their yards following heavy precipitation. Officials received a proposal from JEO last summer on proposed drainage improvements for the neighborhoods near Rolling Hills Park. 
Public Works Director Randy Crawl says staff is recommending an expended project now to save work in the future. During design of the storm sewer project on South Gate Road, it was determined that the storm sewer would have to be constructed under the street paving. And that was due to major utility conflicts in the public right-of-way. So that required significant removal and replacement of pavement on both Southgate Road and Southdale Drive. I've tried to illustrate the proposed paving replacement. It appears to be much more than half of the current paving would need to be removed and replaced for storm sewer construction only. So that, I think, gives you the opportunity to consider complete replacement of paving. The council has four options. They could pass on the project, remove and replace just the mains, remove and replace mains and services, or replace the services only. The options range in estimated costs from $4.29 million on the low end to $4.99 million on the high end. Crawl notes the mains are in good condition. Okay, we have reviewed the sanitary sewer. It is in good condition. It's not in need of replacement. And if uh, it ever would need repair, the current technology in lining is a good candidate for this project. The water main, we reviewed our maintenance history on it and have concluded that it doesn't necessarily need replacement at this time either. Wouldn't recommend it. Uh, the, The saving grace with the water line is that it's not under the paving. So if there is something that needs to be repaired or replaced in any point in the water main, at least it's not under new paving. However, Crawl says they do not have any information on the condition of service lines and half of sanitary sewer and water services could need be replaced with this project regardless of condition. Several council members questioned the high price tag associated with the work, and Ward 2 Councilman Jason Atherton asked if the project is truly necessary. I mean, are people's yards flooding or basements flooding? Or We, we have not had any property damage reported from the flooding. Because, I mean, $4.5 million for some, uh, like, we could tile and things like that. Is there an option to, like, tile this out, even if the city pays to tile this out so that it doesn't flood? And I know the creek is right there, and I mean, we have the 100-year floods and stuff of that nature. Has that been looked at is to tile that out so that that water does not fill up there? Well, that's what this project does. It takes a 48-inch pipe to tile this one out to handle that flood water. According to Crawl, four properties have noted standing water during heavy rain, but the project would serve service a much larger area. City Manager Aaron Koiker says the storm sewer replacement is more than just those flooding properties. It's our responsibility to get the water from our streets to the Rockwood River. Mm-hmm. And so it's our obligation to have that storm sewer that functions, and that's functioning for a number of houses. It's not just those two. Now, it benefits those four lots probably more, but it's the city's obligation to get that stormwater out of there. It's also the reason why we have a stormwater utility. The council voted 4-1, to one, Atherton being the only sole nay vote, to approve the JEO contract amendment to move forward with repaving, storm sewer replacement, and service line replacement for $4.525 million. Design fees for the project now total $326,780. 
The Iowa High School Baseball Coaches Association recently recognized Carol Merchants Park for having one of the state's nicest ballparks. During their annual Hall of Fame banquet in Cedar Rapids this past weekend, the association presented the City of Carroll two awards, the 2023 Diamond of the Year and the 2023 West District Diamond of the Year. Mayor Jerry Fleshner says fields of Merchants Park caliber do not happen by accident. This is Carroll's third time winning the awards and first time since 2012. This award puts Carroll Merchants Park into a league with only two other past winners that have also won the award three times. That's Coon Rapids, Baird, and uh, Linmar. These awards are not possible without Scott Parcher. Scott won the 2023 T-Ray Frame Award. That's Park Maintenance Award through Iowa Parks and Recreation Association. And he's been working on this ball field since 1980. And even after his retirement, which was in 2018, Scott has continued to work on Merchants Park as a part-time caretaker. While Parcher is the man most fans associated with Merchants Park, Fleshner says there is a team of people working with him to ensure the field is in tip-top shape for every game played on its turf. So along with Scott, there are many other duties and work that has been put in by Tom Weber, Park Superintendent, and his crew, Mike Heidoff, Mike Mertis, and Tyler Schultes. We're very proud of our Parks Department's hard work and dedication and all play a role in why Merchants Park is the 2023 Diamond of the Year. Officials also thanked Parks and Recreation Director Tad Ch- Chad Meyer for his oversight on the park and his work spearheading the city's efforts to secure funding for the proposed Merchants Park Improvements and Renovation Project, which includes dugout reconstruction, new bleachers, protective netting, lighting, and revamped press box. This summer marks the final season of the Iowa High School Athletic Association's contract with the City of Carroll to host the 1A and 2A state baseball tournaments at Merchants Park. But city officials are optimistic the association will extend that contract for several more years. Negotiations with the IHSAA are expected to begin after the winter sports seasons conclude. And that has been a look at your evening news here on KCIM. This has been Abby Ward reporting. Have a great evening.